Ten's getting looked at off of hard. Yes. Yes. That's right. We've been in big trouble if y'all hadn't been here today. Uh, we just thank God for that. Of course, yeah. where else? Was... Oh my goodness! And, um, they were skinny, so they're going to be one hundred and thirty, one hundred forty-five dollars. Wow! And the other three make their way to Bowling Green Humane Society, and they'll be up for adoption. Oh, great, 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 great! Five little lives for Amen. So I'd say you all would take any dog food available, correct? For <laughs> thank God for that. Wow. Well, great. They were Antonian Shepherds. Antonian Shepherds. Wow. They were a massive, uh, great kind of mix. Wow. I had a massive one time. I went out on a referral, and I was walking up to this house, and I heard this boom, 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 boom beside me, and it came right up in front of me and took those paws and put it right up and looked right in my face. <laughs> you talk about a fun feeling right there, let me tell you. Boy. Appreciate y'all doing that. And they all joined the church last Sunday, too. Uh, wasn't that a glory sighting for us to have uh, last Sunday? We thank God for that. Any others? Yes. 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 Big fun. Y'all growing up, too. Yes. A little worn out today, but she'll be all right soon. She'll be all right. Any others? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Glad to have them with us. We sure are. Thank God for that. They were even going to let us live down there with you all, let Sheila live with us for a little while while we were down there. <clears throat> Any others? Yeah, we got to come home. Yes. Yes, yes, so glad to have her with us. Rox, Roxanne, yeah, we're glad to have her with us today. Yes, thank God for that. Amen. <laughs> I was 
Thank God for that. Yes, thank God for that. Thank God. That's, isn't that something? That's what we were talking about in Sunday school this morning, witnesses. God uses all kinds of folks. Thank God for that. That's right. That's right, Brother Charles. Thank God for that. Thank God. Amen. It's going to be a glory. I think if we all come on the same Sunday one of these days, we're going to pack the church, ain't we? But it's glorious exciting to see all of you all uh, here today. We just thank God for that. Any others? Well, if not, let's all stand and sing our praise song, and then I invite you to remain standing for our scripture this morning. So let's all stand together for our praise song today. The former things do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it sprang up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Joe, would you lead us in order of prayer, please? Heavenly Father, we're so thankful to be able to be able to be in your house this morning. We're so thankful for each and every one that's able to attend. We ask the Lord that you would be with Brother Paul as he brings this message. Forgive us for our many sins. We ask these things in thy name. Amen. Amen. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Do not dwell upon the past. So often, I believe we all can agree. We've all made mistakes in life. Amen? Amen. We've all done things that we just don't understand the rhyme or the reason for doing any of those things. This morning, we want to let the past is the past. Let it stay there. We want to move forward in this new feeling that we have for God. One of the things that we all have in, in common in our lives is we all have a past. We've all done things and said things and acted in a way that we wish that we had never done. Now, you might want to grab a hold of the pew or somebody behind you this morning because this is really going to surprise you. Are you ready for it? Your preacher has even made mistakes. Can you all believe that? I've done things in my life I can look back over today and say, Lord, why in the world did I do that? Why in the world did I act like that? You ever done things before and you're like, why did I do that? Why did I act like that? Why did I show that emotion towards somebody else? And sometimes it's the people we don't know. Amen? But a lot of times it's the people what? That we do know. And people that we love. And people that we care. I always know when I've done things in the past that Sheila doesn't like. I know her look. I know what that look looks like. And as soon as I get that look, I go, she, we've been married long enough now. This is what I say. Honey, what did I do wrong? Right? Because I know I did something. Those mistakes that you do. Have you ever said anything you wish you hadn't said in the past? Well, if you didn't shake your head, then you need to come to the altar at the end of church today, don't you? We've all said things in the past that we wish we hadn't said. 
and they just roll out. Wouldn't it be great? And I think we could be millionaires, maybe billionaires, if we could come up with something that when words come out, it's sort of just in a bubble and you have a chance just to grab a hold of it and pop it or bring it back. Wouldn't that be great? Because there's been times that I've said things and it, and it comes out slow, but you can't stop it, right? And you know it's rolling right on out there. What do you do? How do you do that? We know that we can't change the actions of our past, right? They've already been. They've already happened. Now we're just dealing with the repercussions of what we did and what happened when we did those things. We know that we can't pull those words back that we've said. We know that we are unable to bring those words back. But the scripture this morning says, forget about those former things. Don't dwell on those things. Don't allow those things to control you. Don't allow those things to be the only thing that you have in your mind and in your life. Let me tell you one of the things that I found out, and a lot of you know as well. Life is short. Amen? You don't know how many days you have. Now, some folks say there's 365 days in a year. Yes, they are. But God didn't promise you all of them, did he? He did not. God has not promised you whatever age that you think you might want to live to. God doesn't. And so often those things in the past, you can't take it back. You can't bring those words back that are in your life. But you can do one thing. You can do your very best to mend those those bridges, can't you? You can do your very best to try to love and to share and be a part of that person's life. What do we do? All we can do is we can't go back and change what happened yesterday or last week. We really can't go back and change what happened this morning at what time does it say over there? 920. We can't go back and change what happened at 925, can we? All we can do is work on the what? On the future. And how we are going to live our lives. What does it need to look like? One of the things I believe we need to do, I say the past is the past and let it be there, but I think you need to learn from the past, don't you? You don't need to keep on making the same mistakes over and over and over again. You don't need to do that. You need to learn this is not helping in my Christian walk. This is not giving me what I need. This is not helping my family. This is not helping myself personally. This is not helping me as a Christian. This is not helping me in being what God wants me to be. But all it is doing is pulling me back. We have to do our very best to do our best to look at the future and say, this is what I hope my life looks like for the remainder of these days. This is what I hope happens not only today, but every day of my life. I've said it many times and you have too. This is a day the Lord has made. What? I will be glad and I will rejoice in it every day. That's your future. You see, every day that you have, God made it, didn't he? And because of that day, God wants you to be a part of that day. 
God wants you to have something in that day that helps you to strive to be stronger and to be more like Him. He doesn't want you to have a bunch of days that you regret what you say. Amen? He doesn't want you to have a bunch of days that you regret your actions that you take. God wants you to have days where you are growing to be more and more and more like Him. So what does the future look like? I want a new beginning. I want to have something new in my life. I remember when I was in the the hospital getting ready for for my heart transplant. I I had to go through every test in the world. I mean, there's not a test that I haven't been through. I told Sheila, I said, time I leave here, they're going to know everything about Paul Mills. Everything and everything. And the doctor, all these doctors would come in and they'd say, this is what the doctors and the nurses would say, you're going to have to change the way you live in the future. This is what you're going to have to do. This is how you're going to have to eat. And they started telling me all the things I couldn't eat. And I'd, after a while, I just shut it off and said, well, you know, there's nothing left. I'm just, going to, I'm just going to lay here for a while. But they said, this is what you're going to have to change. And I listened to all of those things and I thought... Well, you know, to stay alive, I'll do it. To be able to move forward in my life. What is is somebody, what is God telling you that's going to have to change in your life in the future? What's it need to look like? What needs to change? Because what you do today does affect your future. Amen? What you do what? Tomorrow affects what? Your future. What you do next week affects what? Your future. Until the roll is called up yonder, whatever you do every day, every minute, every second of your life affects the remainder of your life, right? So what do you do? How do you get to work towards God? Because we know over in John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full or more what? Abundantly. So Jesus says to you and God says to you, I want you to have life. Well, praise be to God to that, right? But God just don't want you just to be living. He just don't want you to be an old body that's just sort of going through life just being there and just staying there. That's not what God wants you to be. God wants you to have an abundant life, a full life. God wants you to have all the beauty that he has for you in your life. I believe today that your life gets enough bad, doesn't it? It hears enough, it sees enough, it reacts enough to all these bad things that's going on around about us and has happened in the past. But the past is what? It's the past. The future is in front of us. What do we need to have in our life to make that abundant life? What do we need to have in our life where we can say, God, I'm going to move past those things, and every day, every day, I'm going to live it to the fullest, and I'm going to have that abundant life. First of all, if I want to make a fresh start, I need to stop making excuses for my failures. Any of you ever failed at anything before? I believe we all do. One of the things in the future for me to be able to have abundant life, and maybe you want to jump on the train with me, is this. 
you have to realize you don't know everything. Amen? Now, I've known a lot of people that act like they do, right? If they don't know it, they're going to what? Make it up as they go along. They're just going to make it up as they go along and, and hope it works out. And if it, if it falls apart, a lot of folks, what do they do? They make an excuse or what else? Or blame somebody else, right? Make an excuse or they just blame somebody else. In the future, you're not going to have any excuses. You're going to be your own man or you're going to be your own woman and you're going to say, you know, Lord, I'm, I am going to do things that maybe is, I shouldn't do because I don't know. But if I mess up, dear Lord, I'm going to mess up with you helping me get back to where I need to be. I'm not going to make excuses. I'm not going to go back to the Garden of Eden. I'm not going to say, well, when she, the Eve took the apple, she didn't say, well, Lord, it's my fault I did it. No, what? She said, well, that old serpent did it. And when Adam took a bite of that forbidden fruit, what did he do? He didn't say, well, it was me that took it, Lord. That was all my fault. No, he blamed who? He blamed Eve. Don't make excuses. Know in the future you are going to make mistakes. You are, believe it or not, you're still going to say some things that you shouldn't say. You are going to have some actions in your life that you shouldn't act upon. You're all going to do things in your life that you wish you hadn't have done. But don't make excuses. One of the first things that I need to do in my life in the future is every day, I need to ask for God's forgiveness, don't I? I've done that for years. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. God hadn't told me it is, so I'm going to keep doing it. Every day, you know what I do? God, forgive me of anything I've done wrong. And God doesn't expect me to sit there and go, well, no, dear Lord, here's the list. Because there's some days there'd be a lot of writing in there. A lot of, there's some days maybe I've, I've done pretty good. I haven't offended anybody. I haven't said anything I shouldn't have said. I hadn't acted any way that I shouldn't have acted, but I'm not going to make any excuses, Lord. If today I ask you, dear Lord, whatever I've done wrong, help me. Don't make those excuses. Over in Proverbs 28, 13, whoever cancels their sin does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Whoever, own up to what you do. Let me tell you what. I'm, I don't care to tell you, I'm 55 years old. 55, double nickels, speed limit, right? 55 years old. And one of the things that I have found out in all of those years, I want you to know this, you can take it to the bank and you can cash it. No matter what you do, someday it's going it's to be found out, isn't it? No matter how much you try to hide it. No matter how many layers you layer it on. My grandma, I've shared this with some of you before, my grandma loved, 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 loved to hide her purse. When she got older, I had no idea why. But we'd go to my grandpa and grandma's house, and as soon as I'd get there, grandpa would look at me and go, honey, go find her purse. And I'd say, well, grandpa, where is it? I don't know. She's hit it again. And I found that purse in the freezer. I found that purse in the fireplace a couple times, underneath the bed. 
And she just knew she'd find a hiding place where nobody ever found We always found it. I want you to know something about that. Whatever you do, whatever sins that are there, it's going to be found out one of two ways. While you're living here on this earth, or what? On judgment day. One of those two things. So own up to what you do. Don't be ashamed of it. Say to the Lord, I'm not going, in the future, I'm not going to make any excuses. And if I have sins in my life, I'm going to do my very best to move past those things. You know what? I'm going to do everything I can every day to work towards being more like you. Also, take inventory of your life. Inventory of your life. One of the things that's been sort of good, Sheila can tell you part of it's good and Part of it's not good, but since I've been home, you know, I've I got a little energy. I am still alive, I guarantee you this. And, I, you know, and I'm not supposed to do certain things, so I figured out at the house, I just tell Sheila, there's this guy that stops by and he helps me, and I get it all done, but that, that works out. And then I have to ask forgiveness cause, because that's not right. It's, so, well, you know, I, I get up. But I, I started taking, we, we've got all kinds of stuff. Y'all got stuff? And you don't know why. And you think it's worth something, right? I like that commercial. It's some insurance commercial where that guy opens up the freezer and this guy's got something wrapped up in aluminum foil. And he says, I'll give you so much money if you can tell me what that is. And the guy says it's a meatball, but it's not a meatball. Somebody, we got all, and he thought that meatball was worth something. You got all kinds of that stuff, don't you? You got stuff around you. You also got stuff that you're holding on to, don't you? You got stuff that you haven't forgiven yourself of and you've not forgiven somebody else of. Now, that'll get your toes going real good, won't it? Can you think of this morning anything in your life that you need to take inventory of and you say, you know what? I'm letting that control me. I'm letting that run my life. One of the things that, that I figured out is, you know, this day's never going to be made again, is it? This very day is never going to be made again. You're not going to be able to replay it. You might can go back and look at stuff and it's on video or whatever that may be, but you can't replay it again. Don't let these days just pass you by. Don't let things this control you. Take inventory of your life. What do you need to let go of? What do you need not to let it drag you down? I, I think you know, and I know, I've known some people that love to live in misery, don't you all? If they don't have misery or they don't have something going on, or they're, they're going to find something, aren't they? Well, I don't want to live like that, do you? I want to be able to have a clean slate every day. And I want to say, God, I don't want that to hold on to me. I don't want that to drag me down. I want to be able in the future to say, dear Lord, I'm going to take an inventory of my life. And I'm not going to let this other stuff drag me down. I'm not going to let this other stuff control me. I'm going to let go of that and I'm going to move forward in my life. Or what? You're going to grow old and you're going to be miserable. Because those things will bring you down. They will control you. They will cause you not to be the Christian and the person that God wants you to be. So you have to quit making excuses in the future.
And you have to take inventory of your life. Also, big one, in the future, I'm going to trust in God. Trust in God. I guarantee you that the past is the past. If I would have trusted in God a whole lot more of my past, my life would have been a whole lot better. Amen? If I would have trusted in God and said, God, before I take it, do my very best to fix this situation, or dear Lord, before I do this business deal, or before, dear Lord, I do this, or take this job, or buy this car, or buy this house, or whatever it may be, dear Lord, before I do any of those things, I'm going to have faith and trust in you to tell me what to do. I guarantee you something. Been a whole lot of things fixed a whole lot better, wouldn't there? It wouldn't have been as many mistakes if you trust in God. So what, what does that mean in your life to trust in God? What's it look like? Well, that means that everything you do in the future, right? Don't say, well, Brother Paul, ah, there is a lot of things I wish I'd trust more in God. Well, okay, let's go. Let's move on. Let's not stay back here. Because why? Can't go change it. Let's move forward and say, I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to believe in God. I'm going to allow God to be in control of everything that I do. Boy, wouldn't that be great if everybody do that. Amen? Wouldn't this be a wonderful world to live in? If everybody put faith and trust in God. And why don't we? Well, you would think Christians would, wouldn't you? You would think Christians would get up every day and say, God, I'm just going to give this day to you, and God, I'm going to do whatever I can for you, and God, I believe no matter what, you're going to deliver me and bring me through. God, I truly believe that. You would think Christians would. But so often we mess it up, don't we? Because we do pretty good for a little while until it gets tough, and then all of a sudden we say, well, I think I'll trust in myself. Or I think I'll trust in somebody else. Or somebody else will have a better answer than God. Let me tell you something. If you ever say that, and I just said it, but if you ever said it, watch out, right? Because there's nobody else that knows more than God does. God knows what your future looks like. God knows what's going to happen in your life. And He truly loves you. Well, this morning, the past is the past. Think about that today. You might want to write it down somewhere. Take it home with you. Look at it every day. Your past is your past. It's already back there. Can't do nothing about it. We're going to move forward, aren't we? We're going to strive forward. We're not going to let these things control us. Well, okay then. If the future is what you want, then the future needs to be You need to make sure that your heart and life is right with God, don't you? You make sure of that. Today, if maybe you've never allowed Jesus Christ to come into your heart and into your life, maybe today's the day that you say to yourself, Dear Lord, I I want to, in the future, I want you to be my God. I want you to be the one that I rely upon. I want you to be the one, God, that that I truly know that you are there for me. God, I want you to be my Savior. You know what's so great about 
serving God, and I've always loved this, and we've sung this song many, many times, and I remember singing as a young boy as well. When you are saved, God washes you white as snow. White as snow. Y'all remember on that first few hours of snow? Y'all remember that? Where nobody's walked on it or done anything to it or they've not thrown salt on it or the plow trucks have come down the road. You can look out and no matter where you are, the snow is so beautiful and it's so white and it's white as snow. There's not a blemish anymore. When you turn your heart and life over to Jesus Christ, your past is the past, but now it's white. White as snow. And your future can be white as snow. When you rely upon God and allow Him into your heart and into your life. Maybe there's some things in your past you're holding on to today. Maybe you've turned your heart and life over to Christ, but there's some things you just, you just can't let go of. Maybe it's just things that are there. Maybe it's just, just things that you know God's forgave you and God's given you what you need to be able to move past those things, but you're just allowing those things to control you and, and be there to weigh you down. Maybe today's the day you need to take inventory of your life. You say, God, this is not what I need. I, I don't need these things. I, I don't need this. I don't need this to control me. I don't need this to worry about anymore. I don't need this to bring me down. I always like it when they take my blood pressure. I'll sit down and they'll take my blood pressure. and It's good at the house, but when I go to the doctor and I sit down and they do it, and I don't know, I, I feel it getting on my arm, and I, I guess my blood pressure starts going up and going up, and then it's up a little bit, and the nurse will look at you and go, Mr. Mills, is there anything wrong? Well, yes, there is. I'm here at the doctor's office, and I know y'all going to do something to me, and I don't want to be here. What causes your blood pressure to go up, right? What's wrong? Why is that? What in your life is controlling you and causing you not to be the person that God wants you to be. Let go of it. It's not healthy. It's not good for you. Let go of those things and move forward in the grace of God. Remember, we serve an all-inclusive God, don't we? So whatever you need today, He's here. All you have to do is to be willing to talk to Him. This morning, we invite you to come as we have our closing song.